welcome everybody to another episode of the Off Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Akeem Mitchell, with my guy, Trayvon Barnes, the man behind the wheel. Uh, today, we got a brand new member of the More to the Game team, Tatum Henderson. We want to do something like special to kind of introduce you to everybody else. It's something that we did at Hampton, and it's called your Hampton Introduction. So... Uh, in fact, it's actually Trey's birthday, so I'm going to let him do his first. I'm going to do my second. <laughs> Just to kind of, you know, bring yourself up to speed with everybody else and all of our listeners can, you know, get to know you. But it's real simple. It's real simple. Well, my name is Trayvon Barnes. I'm from Lafayette, Alabama. I was a finance major. Uh, now I'm pursuing a professional basketball career, and I, I'm pursuing this channel. I'm the founder of this channel, What's the Game, MTTG. And uh, yeah, he did. The, he did the extra special one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just your name. Uh, if you, what your major was in college, where from? That was like our Hampton introduction, so it was real cool. So mine, I'm a Keen Mitchell, uh, graduate in business uh, management, and I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. But I'm also pursuing a professional basketball career. Well, my name is Tatum Henderson, and I'm from Arlington, Texas, but I go to the University of North Texas currently, um, and I'm a triple jumper there. And I am pursuing my history degree, so I'm supposed to graduate this next in either spring or summer 21. Um, and so, yeah, well, I have three years extra eligibility, actually, after I graduate this next year. So I can either pursue my master's degree and a bunch of, you know, post-grad opportunities and keep doing track, or I can pursue my coaching career, which is what I'm planning after college. Oh, you were prepared for that introduction. <laughs> She's built for this conversation today. So I can uh, ask these questions a lot. <laughs> um, I guess my main question is, um, what made you want to reach out then uh to speak with more to the game? Like uh, I know our platform is really trying to just bring financial literacy and just awareness of social injustice and things that are going on in today's society, but have always been going on in American society. So like, what was one of the main things that like drew you towards the channel? Um, well, I think just the fact that it's a space for athletes to, you know, um, express what they want to as, you know, being aside from being athletes, they can you know, speak about social injustices or financial literacy, like you said, because at my school, actually, at UNT, I started a club called um, Students for Detained Immigrants this past year. So um, our main goal with that club is to raise awareness and stuff on the immigrants, um, specifically in DFW, because that's where we are in Texas. Um, so like in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but just raise awareness on those immigrants and detention centers and, you know, the ways they're being treated and um, ways to donate to those charities and so since then i've been trying to get more involved in social awareness kind of things and social justice and since the um quarantine has started since the protests have began i've organized um two protests in arlington so far and um i've been using my voice just you know as a citizen you know, as a person who cares but i want to figure out a way that i can use my voice as an athlete because i know that we have platforms and we have these abilities to speak out so i think it's great that um this is a place that we can all do that i know you were talking about uh, the detained immigrants i know that's one thing and I was actually just talking to my father about that. But one thing a lot of people aren't realizing is that that's still going on with the whole ICE. Uh, they're just detaining families down there. They're shipping the parents back and keeping the kids literally in cages. And that's one thing that a lot of people aren't still speaking on as everything else goes on. 
that's amazing that you guys are really trying to make a difference and wave with that. With you being added onto the show, what things do you think you'll be able to, you know, bring to the table and continue to help us? What do you think your playbook lands at? I think what I can bring to the table is um, maybe awareness on social justice issues that people, you know, aren't really aware of. Because as a history major, um, I tend to take a classes um, about history and, you know, just there's so many things that I learned taking these college level courses that people don't learn, you know, basic level courses that are required. So I've learned that unless you kind of major in your course to take classes that you don't, you know, see so many things that happen right now that have been happening in the world, you know, throughout history and they've already, people just don't know about it. Um, and that's just been something I've been very, very interested in studying. So it's been a, it's been really, really fun doing that as my major. And that's kind of led me to start that club called Students for Detained Immigrants. And, um, and to start using my voice just on social awareness as a whole, because I mean, these things have been happening since, you know, the beginning of time. And once people start speaking out on them, they're just going to continue to happen. America is built uh, on this basis of uh, white and black, the racial divide. I mean, the, the country was built, you know, off of, off of that. We're, we were from HBCUs, right? So we're in a black space. I'm personally been in a black space all my whole life. I went, I went to a, a black high school. My town is black. Went to HBCU. And uh, you're at uh, North Texas. That's the majority of white school, right? Um, it used to be actually, I'm not gonna, I'm not 100% sure on this, but I believe that this past year actually, um, it's not, it's just, um, I think majority minority now. It's a bunch of, um, it's very diverse now, but I think with this past freshman class, um, I think the population of white students is actually, um, less than everybody else, I believe. So, with, with those two sides being different, like the, the lives that you live, like being that you're a, a white person raising a white family and everything, and me being a black person raising a black family, like we don't get to see both sides, you know, of the story. So how long have you really been, I guess, socially conscious and aware of the things that go on on the other side? I mean, as long as I can remember, I have been. I, um, I played basketball for my whole life, so I've been on basketball teams since I was in third grade I think playing for AAU teams yeah and I actually did basketball at UNT when I was a freshman um, and I just switched sports so now I do track there anyways it's just I mean you know I was for the majority of the time except for like on one team for my whole life I was the only white girl on these basketball teams and I just being involved with um you know basketball and sports and stuff it gave me a chance to see things I don't think I would have seen otherwise because I did actually go to a private school from first to eighth grade um called Grace Prep in Arlington Texas and it was all white people there it was a class of like 20 kids and we were all white so I think that unless if I didn't play basketball and didn't do sports that um, I probably wouldn't have been as conscious as I was um just because you know not being exposed to that um I think that is very very hard um not to give anybody an excuse but um I think that since I was really little, just, you know, being on teams with, um, you know, people who aren't white, it's, it was very, very easy for me to see that, you know, everybody deserves the same kind of love that I've been shown from my family. I was taught that, you know, um, like to be colorblind and everything like that. But I think that, you know, playing basketball, it helped me to not be colorblind. People are black and that's, you know, the great thing about it. And, you know, just, you don't have to treat them as if they're invisible because people say that, you know, um, like they don't see race and they don't see those kinds of things. But I just think that growing up and playing sports, it helped me to kind of get past that. Cause I don't think that that's a very um, productive mentality to have, to be honest, just to say that race is invisible because it's not, obviously it's not, you know, people are getting um, you know, discriminated against and abused by police because of the way that they look. So I just think that, um, you know, playing sports definitely helped me open my mind um, or helped me see, I guess, things that I probably wouldn't have seen if I had stayed, you know, close and, um, you know, kind of centered in my like school that was kind of all white, if that makes any kind of sense. 
Nah, it does. That's that's interesting that you say that because I grew up going to uh, multiple like private schools in Charlotte, North Carolina, and you know, honestly, until I got to Hampton, it was always a majority white. It was always just a couple of black kids and a couple of Hispanics. But um, I know, especially when in high schools, when I really started, like you know, I Trey, I read the Malcolm X book, and I was like, you know, trying to understand who I was as a black man, but. Uh, it was a lot of times where I had those conversations and tough conversations with, you know, white people. And it was just like a thing of, well, why can't you just forget about, you know, all the racist things that were going on? And it's just a thing of like, well, it never stopped. So that's like the conversation that shifted once I got to high school. It wasn't like, a, oh, we're just not going to talk about it. Well, now it's like, okay, well, I actually understand what I'm talking about now. Right, let's talk about it. But I can't say on sports teams, is usually when I always felt like the most comfortable, to be completely honest. So sports is one of the biggest helpers, I feel like, because it just kind of forces you all to work and bond together and figure it out no matter what. Remember the Titans, my favorite movie. I'm going to wrap that one up. Remember the Titans, definitely my favorite movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's tough that you uh, that you realize uh, that you have to see your uh, see color because a lot of people think that not seeing color is, is suffices. No. You have to understand the point is that things are different based on your race. And if you understand that, you can actually help the fight against that. So it's definitely great that you uh, you understand that. Do you have any stories from any of your uh, your black friends or associates that you ever heard about anything they experienced racially or just anything that was a bit hard on their end? Um, I mean, I do, but also just being at Grace Prep school, private school like that, you know, um, I saw a lot of firsthand accounts of like what you know like kind of really just the privileged white kids that go to a private school like that you know um say just about you know black people and just minorities in general like on a day-to-day basis like just in a joking way that they think is funny and they just kind of don't see any problem with you know um so I think I mean yes I have heard a bunch of stories from you know my black teammates and my um, minority friends as well just about how they've been treated um, you know like at restaurants and you know like while they're driving they'll have you know um, like older white men just drive by them and just like flip them off for no reason and just start cussing them out for no reason just because you know of their skin color and you know being in Texas and in the south that is you know kind of a common thing you know you do see that a lot but um, I would say that being at that private school I saw just a lot of my friends who, you know, I've been friends with for a long time, just when they started to become more comfortable, I guess, with who they were as people, they started to make those kind of racist jokes. And it wasn't even microaggressions. It was just, you know, kind of pure racism. And I think seeing that um, kind of really just made it very clear that a lot of people are ignorant um, and they do do racist things out of um, ignorance. But I think that a lot of people, um, especially the ones I grew up with, are actually consciously, you know, discriminatory and racist racist and prejudiced and um i think seeing that was really the biggest thing that um i don't i wouldn't even say woke me up i would just say it's was kind of the biggest example of racism that i've just really ever seen um even though it wasn't like directly towards a black person because there was all white kids at my school it was just it was not great to see at all it wasn't um somewhere that i really really wanted to be at all but because you all were at like a, a private white school, do you think it was a sense of like a white privilege? Mm-hmm. Like a, you know, I'm good in, in my circle, in my bubble. We're not really going to have to interact with you all ever. Do you, would you think it's sort of a thing of white privilege? 
Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, the things that I always kind of heard were like, um, you know, it was the kind of things like, well, if black people would just follow the rules and they would just listen to the police instead, you know, like, it was mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So, like, whenever, um, you know, um, things would happen and people would get brutalized and murdered by the police when I was growing up, like, you would see, you know, like the Sandra Bland case or Flanda Castile or Eldon Sterling. And it was always like around my school, like, well, if if they just followed the rules, like, that wouldn't have happened. And that's, I mean, the most blatant example of white privilege that I've ever seen in my life. So, mm -hmm. yes, yes, to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I really remember it blatantly was my freshman year of high school and uh, Trayvon Martin. That case happened. And I had two white high school basketball coaches. And they sat us down playing and straight. They said, y'all realize like y'all have it a whole lot harder than I've ever had it growing up. And he was like, strictly because you're black growing up in America, like you're going to have it harder no matter what. And I don't, that's, that's like, I think that's the first one that I really remember sticking in my mind. And then after that, it just felt like every last one just kind of just kept on adding up, adding up. But just for somebody to like recognize there is a difference and to be trying to do something, right. we definitely commend you and appreciate you for that. It's not it's not unnoticed. We'll tell you that right now. It's definitely not unnoticed. And this is a Off Ball Podcast from the More to the Game. And Trey, you can go ahead and run it. Thank you, everyone, for watching another episode of the Off Ball Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on the Anchor app, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll be back next week with more content.